When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply. Talk, big opinions, the panel. Ollie Ritchie and uh, Ross Carl join us this morning. Um, a number of interesting issues to talk about. Uh, first of all, Ollie, can I, I come to you on the, the Carl Heyman issue, which is an extremely sad one, uh, of course, uh, 41 years of age and early onset dementia, which uh, you don't wish on anyone of any age, but uh, a high-profile rugby player, uh, and all of a sudden uh, we, we've come up with this uh, concussion issue again in rugby. What have, what have you made of the last... 24 hours of developments there. Yeah, morning, Smithy. Oh, as you said, incredibly sad news. Um, you know, a legend of New Zealand rugby gave so much to the Highlanders and uh, to the Black Jersey whenever he, whenever he wore it as well. Um, yeah, it's incredibly sad. And I suppose the fear is that, um, you know, he won't be the last one that we see uh, get early on dementia. Um, you know, we've seen other players have to, to end their careers early um, because of head knocks, guys like James Broadhurst and Siaki all, um, all suffered from, from the same thing. And so you really, you really do fear that, um, you know, Carl Heyman's case may not be the last one that we see. Uh, just incredibly sad for, for Carl and, and his family. Uh, Ross, uh, we, we do a lot of sport uh, programs, uh, magazine-type shows, in-depth shows. Uh, about rugby um, and uh, all the things surrounding the ga- surrounding the game um, uh, and Sky, do, have we have we done much on on this issue, or is it one that you you got to tread really lightly on, or should it be made more public? Well, I think the hard part with this issue is that no one wants to be the face of concussion. You know, the guys, and not in New Zealand, from what I'm aware of, from the people I've spoken to who suffered from it. There aren't many New Zealand players who, from the past, who are struggling with not remembering games from the 80s or 90s or, or recent players who have gone into work in rugby but had to end their career early. They don't want to be the face of the issue. They don't want to be the person who gets the phone call every time there's a concussion story and here comes the concussion guy, you know, um, which, which makes it difficult to, to get a lot of in-depth stuff um, from a lot of players on, on what it really means for the game. But it's definitely a topic that we need to cover and get into at some point. I think the best part of it is that World Rugby is doing something about it um, and they are already doing something about it. I suppose the hard part is, you know, you've got to make sure that the coaches are on board around the globe and don't continue to push players into situations that, you know, they shouldn't be in but are wanting to be in for their team, for themselves. You know, the idea of 
carry on, do it for the team. We celebrate players, you know, <laughs> right back through Buck Shelford playing with a torn scrotum to Richie McCaw playing with a broken mm. foot, you know, to players playing on with head knocks. We celebrate that as a feat of greatness. We celebrate that as something more than the stupidity of playing on a broken foot or, you know, and the long-term damage that could cause, or, or the yeah. same with your head. So I think there needs to be a general change of mindset from within rugby culture, from when the top echelons, where players are committed to themselves and the team, and that comes first above their long-term body and wellness. Yeah, I, I think it's a, it's a really good point, actually. Um, and, and it looks like there's going to be, Ollie, a, a class... Uh, action by a number of players. I think it's upwards of 150 players already, high-profile players, are trying to do something about this and make someone accountable. Is there a villain here? Is there a villain or a circumstances part of it? I mean, uh, can you point the finger at any era of rugby and their administrators and say, you are to blame for this? Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one, isn't it? Um, you know, it sounds like they might have, have, a, have a decent case if we'll race them. In fact, you know, have evidence that, that they sat on. Um, I think the important thing is, is rather than looking back, is, is kind of looking forward and ensuring that uh, teams and, you know, unions and, yeah, world rugby uh, can prevent uh, players in the future coming up against this. And, you know, what Roscoe was talking about there is absolutely relevant, guys who do get a head knock, but do it for the team and, and play on. You know, the, the onus there has to be on, a, obviously, probably on the player, but maybe more on, on the team doctor, you know, to ensure that these mm. guys aren't playing on and aren't doing something stupid. Of course, I, I've been talking to a few specialists um, about this who deal with, with rugby players and, and, and head knocks and, and concussion, and they want more of a, a seat at the table. They want to be more involved with this stuff because... You know, like, like kind of Ross was alluding to there, that the team doctors and the managers and the coaches and the players are all involved in the same team and they all want the best thing for their team and, and maybe that they put that eye patch on and think actually he's good to go when maybe he's not and, and these specialists want to have almost a final say in that so that they can best treat these guys and ensure that they're not going back to play or they're not returning to training and they're simply not up to it. Um, you know, it's easy to point the finger at World Rugby for, for blitz in, in the past and for not um, adequately protecting these guys. I think it's just important, uh, just as important to, to look to the future and, and look at what they can do, what World Rugby can do, what teams can do, what unions can do to ensure that we don't see another Carl Heyman who at 41 has early onset dementia. And yep. on top of that, uh, I, in, um, off the back of Ollie's comments, it's not just about these players. I was sitting in front of the TV with my wife last night watching that story, and she turned to me and said, that's why our son's not playing rugby. So it, it's more yeah. than just protecting these players. It's protecting the future of the sport. You know, she is, she is right. adamant he's going to play football, and that's it. And, you know, I come from a rugby family. And, you know, it's kind of like, well... When families like that are going to make that kind of change, then the game's going to be in trouble. Yeah, uh, uh, I've thought about this, uh, you know, and for quite some time, actually. I mean, as you know, uh, fellas, I stand on the sideline, I sit on the sideline and, and watch these guys get these tests. I've seen doctors on the, the screens that are provided with them and for them look at play-by-play analysis a lot more closely than you would imagine sitting at home uh, they are keeping uh, one or two, sometimes three doctors crowded around a screen looking at points of contact, that collision areas, 
time after time after time, not for the sake of discipline, uh, not for the sake of awarding penalties, but just looking at, uh, you know, for signs of the outcome. Uh, so <coughs> it is... It is being looked at very, very closely, um, but at the moment, it just seems with these cases coming up uh, that uh, that it's a, it's a against uh, authority at the moment. Uh, uh, please stay with us. Uh, another couple of rugby issues to talk about, uh, and some cricket, some good news cricket. Uh, how about that, Martin Guptill? Big talk, big opinions, the panel. Yep. Part two of the panel, we've got Ollie Ritchie and uh, Ross Carr with us. Uh, Ross, let's look at some good news in rugby. Um, uh, we know now uh, Super Rugby or Picky is very, very close because they've finalised the squads as well. So that's good news and I guess a lot more focus on Sky TV in terms of getting in depth on this new competition. That's right and we're trying very hard to get in. The, of course, access from the, the female players is superb. They're so savvy to the media. We're running an all-access series at the moment. We've got uh, Chelsea Alley on Thursday where we spend half an hour with her inside the uh, Waikato camp and then the same with Les Elder, um, the Blackburns captain within the Bay of Plenty camp. So we're going to try to commit as much as possible um, and, and, and work these things side by side where the women in the rugby and the men's rugby both get kind of equal opportunities, I suppose, on our screen. So, you know, we're seeing some superb play um, this year during the SPC and we saw another really good final on uh, a couple of weeks ago. So hopefully we'll get more of it. And these squads, Smithy, Saracen, stacked teams in there, especially the Chiefs in the back line. Chiefs. Kelly Brazier, <laughs> Hazel Tubick, Chelsea Alley, like that back line is like the Hurricanes back line of the early 2000s and <laughs> if you compare it to the women's game. And Ollie, I see some Australian rugby players getting in on the act as well. Yeah, and, a, and a, a, why wouldn't they? You know, a great opportunity for um, a couple of those Wallaroos to come over and uh, hit the beautiful South Island, paradise, uh, paradise in New Zealand. Um, you know, a, a great chance for them. I feel agree with exactly what Roscoe was saying there. That Chiefs, that Chiefs team is absolutely stacked. It's quite unfair. It's just a Blackburn's All Stars, isn't it? Really. Um, you know, Alan Bunting certainly called a, a few favours from um, from his sevens team. That is going to be uh, a really exciting team to watch uh, for sure. But I think there's some great depth across the board, and it just it's so important at the moment. Um, you know that this competition gets up and running. You know, in the absence of any international rugby, but really that gap. Um, you know, between the SPC and the international game, it's just been been too big. So with the Home World Cup, you know, now a year away. Uh, home World Cup defence for the Black Ferns. This uh, is a really important competition. I think we're going to see some really exciting rugby and some players uh, put themselves in the frame for selection for that World Cup spot. Well, Ross Carla, of course, uh, you uh, employ Laura McGoldrick to uh, do quite a lot of cricket work <laughs> for us at the moment. She's, at the moment, she's the hostess of uh, the T20 coverage uh, for the World Cup, and this morning she did it with a big smile on her face because. Hubby came through, good old Guppy, uh, and without Guppy, we could be talking about some other result this morning. Well, that's for sure. And isn't that the way with 2020 cricket? It's one person can take the whole game because it's such a short format. But I wonder whether Martin Guptill gets the respect that he deserves in the shorter forms of the game. I mean, you know, second most runs in T20I ever, 3,000 of them, you know, a couple of centuries, uh, most sixes ever. He's, he's a guy who has a prolific record in short form cricket, and I just don't know whether he gets enough credit. Do you agree? Yeah, I agree. And one of the reasons why, uh, and I guess what we're really talking about too, Ross, is the fact that the IPL teams don't want to 
Uh, they don't want to borrow him, it seems, and uh, of course he's missing out on the on the big paydays because of that. But he plugs on, and, and I think it's important he does well in these conditions, which uh, innings like this morning uh, have to happen. Uh, but they have to happen against the big guns as well. Uh, it's all very well scoring ninety odd against Scotland, but if he gets ninety against Pakistan or India or Australia in a playoff match, hello, hello, you know, then the bells start ringing. Uh, Ollie, uh, he, he he is overlooked a lot, Guppy. We don't. I don't think we overlook him in in this country, to be fair. Um, but uh, the Black Caps, a couple of disturbing signs for me this morning, particularly um, uh, Milne again uh, getting pumped, uh, and uh, also East Sodi going for fifty. Uh, do you, do you, are you a little bit worried? A little bit concerned after that? A little bit, yeah, a little bit. Um, th- thank God for, for Guppy, uh, I suppose, is all we can say. And it wasn't too long ago that everyone was falling for him to be replaced by Finn Allen. Um, so it's great to see him uh, perform and just show everyone what a world-class player uh, he is. Yeah, but, uh, a little nervous, to be honest, Smitty. Oh, you know, I wonder if a performance like that, when we do come up against... Um, you know, some of those bigger teams if we do make it to the semi-finals, which you know, hopefully we do. We just need to, yeah, just lower those, that, that run rate that they seem to come come out with. You know, Scotland seemed to be doing it pretty easy at times there, didn't they? And it showed that they got that close um, to our score. I, I'd like to have thought that the Black Caps could have put that to bed uh, a lot more comfortably in saying that, that they got the job done, I suppose, that's all that matters. I, I do worry looking ahead to Afghanistan, which I feel could be a bit of a, a banana skin team for, for the Black Caps as they try and, and get through to the, the semi-final stage. So, but it, it's great for Gup and, and to have him back in the runs big time is awesome, but it would be good, you're right, Smithy, if, if everyone began contributing a little bit more because you get the feeling that a performance like that, even against uh, Afghanistan, who we would be expected to beat, could just turn into a little bit of a banana skin game. Uh, Ollie, I'll just go back uh, to rugby if we can, just uh, almost to finish off here this morning. And okay, USA, <coughs> excuse me, USA, then Wales, uh, below strength Wales, and now Italy. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I can't wait for Ireland and France. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like that, isn't it, uh, Smithy? And it was always sort of going to be the way when we looked ahead. You know, we had. Um Australia and the Pumas, and then the next big one was, was South Africa, and that absolutely uh, delivered, and it, it always felt like there was this kind of three-week cycle of, of the USA, a, a below-par Wales, who hung in there for a little bit, but obviously the floodgates opened eventually, and now Italy, who um, you wouldn't expect the All Blacks to have too much trouble accounting for. The, the big ones are the final ones, that Ireland, and, and I think France, and, and France will be a massive test um, for Ian Foster and the All Blacks. A good chance this weekend to, uh, you know, get another test under a few players' belts, another chance to get Dan Coles and Sam Kane back out there and just um, help their return uh, to, to the All Blacks and also rest Brody Retallick, who's nursing a bit of a shoulder. So there are some positives there, but absolutely right. The big two are Ireland and France and the way in which the All Blacks step up and, and try and account for those two teams, particularly France, I think, uh, will be very interesting. Is that the way you see it, Ross? Yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, Italy is... Uh, I think they've the, the least points they've conceded in the last year is something like 36 against the top-tier nation. It, it's really strange how they haven't progressed, and it just goes to show that, you know, what have they been in the Six Nations for 20-odd years now? Just playing top-level teams isn't enough to get you up to strength. So you've got to have some more below it. They're up to their third coach in four years. So uh, the fact that... I haven't even bothered reading the team, you know, <laughs> the Italian team. They're just, 
they're just not really up for mm. much. You know, why would you bother? The USA was more interesting just because it was a little bit different. Um, but, yeah, mm. certainly Ireland and France. And looking forward to seeing how they approach those two games, whether we'll finally discover the top 23 this year because Richie Moonga has not been available for vast periods. Of course, Aaron Smith's not there, but, you know, we'll leave that to the side. You know, who will play at 10? Who will play at 15? Um, does mm. the Havili Antoinette Brown midfield stay intact or could Quintu Pia force his way in against a top level side because he might be able to get over the game line a little bit better um, and you know with the rush defence and things like that it'll be really interesting in those last two tests to see whether Ian Foster takes a top team approach or continues kind of a horses for courses experimental approach because time's running out before the World Cup they've got to start figuring mm. this out now yeah, you're dead right, and we don't know with the world the way it is how many uh, proposed fixtures will actually take place. So yeah, you're absolutely right there, uh, Ross. Thank you very much, uh, to, uh, mate, for your input this morning, and to you to Ali, as always. Uh, great stuff on a, a number of subjects there. We'll have uh, another panel uh, around about the same time uh, tomorrow morning here on SENZ.